Anyway, let's pray and we will look at the scripture. Thank you, Jesus, for your words. And we ask, Jesus, you'd speak to us through it today. Amen. And I'm going to ask you to help me. This is Romans chapter 8, verses 31 to 39. Romans chapter 8, verses 31 to 39. And the way I want you to help me is every time you see the word us, you're going to, I'm going to leave the gap and you're going to say it. We're all going to say it together. So I think there's about nine spots of that. Okay, Romans 8, 31 to 39. What then shall we say in response to these things? And these things date back from the chapters 5 right through to 8. And it's the reality of sin and salvation that the writer has been speaking of. What can we say in response to all this? And it's getting ready for a change in chapter 9. How do we sum it all up? How do we sum it all up? And it's like this. <coughs> Excuse me. If God is for who can be against? He did not spare his own son but gave him up for how will he not also along with him freely give all things? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies who is there to condemn. For Christ Jesus who died, and more than that was raised to life, is at the right hand of God, and he is interceding for who shall separate from the love of Christ. Shall trouble or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved for I am convinced neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, not the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So there's five little words here. And the first one is, guess what? Us. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about you, singular, or you, plural, kokwe, kokora, kokoto. No, it's about us, kotato. It's about us. And it's about the community of faith, the church. You know, the society out there, Mr. Google, he is trying to individualize us. You know, when you look on the computer, it will memorize your preferences and it will chuck back your individualized preferences as advertisements. You, singular. But the scripture here is not about you, it's about us, the community of faith, the Romans. And the writer here, the Apostle Paul, he includes himself and those around him, his, his comrades in the faith. It's about us. First little word, us. Second little word, number two, 
four, and this is the contrast. There are those that are against us, that's true. And there in in first century, in those times, they were strongly against him, against the church, against the us, bitterly so, numerically so, violently. But it actually doesn't matter who is against us because who is for us? Who is for us? David the shepherd boy. David the shepherd boy. Um, story of David. This is the very first time that David speaks in this story. 1 Samuel 17, 26. We hear David speaking and he says this. Who is this uncircumcised fellow who would defy the armies of the living God? Who's that uncircumcised fellow, that nine-foot giant against the armies of the living God? That's real. He's big, he's ugly, but compared to God, who is he? That's not a knife, that's a knife. That's not a knife, that's a knife. It's a contrast. Who's against us because, compared to who is for us? That's not a knife, that's a knife. And sure, there are adversaries. And there are adversities. There's bad things and there's bad people. Sure, there's trouble. Verse 35, there's hardship. There's persecution. There's famine, meaning hunger. There's nakedness, meaning poverty, not enough clothes. There's danger. Yeah, you know, in the first century, the greeters at the door were actually more like bouncers because there were people that wanted to harm the church. There's danger, and there's a sword. Paul finishes his list with the sword. There's the danger, there's the risk of death, and the sword is the experience of death. But even those things, that's not a knife, that's a knife. Some of those that um, read would have had this letter read to them, AD 64, the emperor Nero burned to death. He burned Christians, A.D. 64. Even death could not separate them from the love of God. Not even death. That's not a knife. That's a knife. And the emphasis is on God's love. We're not denying the the reality of the enemies and hardships of different types. And Paul, the writer Paul, outlines those in Corinthians 11. We're going to read those. He had personally encountered. You think you've got a bed? Listen to this. Five times, he says, I've received from the Jews five times the 40 lashes minus one, 39 lashes. He would have had incredible scars on his back for that. Five times. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. In my frequent journeys, I've been in danger from rivers, from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen and from the Gentiles, in danger in the city and in the country, in danger on the sea and amongst, among false brothers, in labor and toil, and often without sleep, in hunger and thirst, and often without food, in cold and exposure. Apart from those external trials, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak and I'm not weak? 
who is led into sin and I not burn with grief. And so he goes through all the troubles, comes up to the crescendo, the worst stress of all, pastor stress. Who, but who can be against us? It's not denying the reality of those things, but who can be against us when he is for us? That's not a knife, that's a knife. Uh, Romans written about A.D. 56 or 57. And Paul, looking back on over two decades of going on with the Lord, and he's experienced that little knife, but compared to that big knife, the love of God, who can compare that when he is for us? Putting it in perspective. Us. And for us, who's really against us? If God is for us, who is really against us? You call that a knife? That's not a knife. Little word number three, all. Us, for. Little word number three, all. Verse 32, Paul argues from the greater to the lesser. If God gave Jesus, God gave Jesus, we only not give us all those other things. Gave us a house, will he not give us all the chattels? Of course he will. He gave us the biggest thing of all, he gave us Jesus. Who gave Jesus up to die? Who was it really? Was it Judas for the money? No. Was it Pilate because of fear? No. Was it the Jewish leaders for envy? No. It was our Father God for love. If God gives us his son, that huge gift, will he not bless us with all things? Of course he will. Next little word. First word, us. Next word, for. Uh, third word, all. Fourth word, un. God's love is unstoppable. Unstoppable. Verse 35. Can't, we can't be separated from it. God's love is unstoppable. It's unrelenting. You cannot stop God's love. And it, it goes through ten things. There's Four sets of pairs and two, two extra. Uh, so, death nor life can't stop God's love. Angels nor demons, nor any powers, present nor the future. Height nor depth, nor anything, nor anything. Death nor life. Death is not the end of those that love Lord Jesus, I uh, had the privilege of being with my father on his very last day, the day my father died. It came down from Hamilton. Uh, Mum had said, um, Carl's coming to visit. Um, went in into the room, uh, hadn't talked for a couple of weeks, and I uh, read some scripture. So my father, he, he brought to faith by my uncle. His, his dad was uh, virtually an alcoholic and a recluse, but... My uncle Barry, he came to faith, brought my father to faith, and for probably over seven decades, uh, uh, my father, Ross, 
had loved the law, loved the scripture. Anyway, I went into the room and uh, read in some scripture, um, talked to him, didn't say anything, hadn't said anything for two weeks. I went to the toilet, went, uh, came back, looked at my emails on my phone, and man, he's still. <laughs> and I felt him, he's still warm. I'll just sit here a while. My sister-in-law's uh, nurse, she came in about 15 minutes later. Oh, he's gone. But death is not the end. Death is a continuation. For those that are in Jesus, death is a continuation. And the Lord that my father had loved for over seven decades, he's with now. Because death is not the end. Death cannot, cannot stop the love of God. Neither angels, nor demons, nor any powers. Spiritual realm cannot stop the love of God. Demons can't stop the love of God. You know, in the first century, like our century, the official gods of the Romans was falling out of favor. People were more becoming more and more interested in the informal demons, spirits, angels. But the spiritual realm cannot stop God's love. Demons, that, that's easy to understand. Demons, you know, they worry us. And some even get obsessed by demons and the dark side. But angels, I thought angels were the good guys. I thought angels were the good guys. Uh, actually, I have a relation, and when he gets into a spot of bother, he will text or email and say, um, can you send some angels? <laughs> angels are nice, eh? They don't, they don't ask for anything. <laughs> They're costless, angels. And uh, in fact, in the church in the first century of um, Colossae, they had a problem with angels. In fact, they were worshipping angels. And, and, and the scripture says, do not worship angels. You know, let's go right to the source of love, of of love of God, not angels. Don't stop at angels. Go to Jesus. Not even the present nor the future. Present or the future. God's love is over all of human history, present and the future. Things we struggle with now. Things we worry about. You know, the outcome of the elections in New Zealand or in America... They can't stop God's love, not the now, not the future. Height nor depth, things above and below. God's love encompasses all of time, all of space. I want you to help me again. Say no to these things. Can death stop God's love? Can life stop God's love? Can angels stop God's love? Can demons stop God's love? Can any powers stop God's love? Can the present stop God's love? Can the future stop God's love? Can anything else in all creation stop God's love? Verse 34, and Jesus is still praying for us even though he died. It says, death cannot stop God's love. God's love is relentless. It's unstoppable. God's love is for us. It's with us. It's backing us. It's alongside of us. 
plural, and it encompasses all things. He gave us his son, even everything else it includes. And it's unstoppable. And the last one, the little word, in. Verse 39, in Jesus. In Jesus. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave us his only son, so that ever whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So God's love is available for all, but it's contingent on receiving that love, of being in Jesus. Te orha o te atua, i te rā, i roto nei, i akaraiti ihu, i roto nei. Chapter 8, Romans began with this statement, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. It ends with this statement, there is no separation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Kairoto. Amen? In. Stay in. Let's stand up. Let's stand up. Don't have to. If your feet don't want to, don't, you don't have to. Stand up in your heart. <laughs> let's, let's, let's ask the Holy Spirit to keep speaking to us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your words. For your words. For your words. And uh, I want you to say your own prayers today. I want to say your own prayers. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. Thank you, God, for your love. Thank you that it's unstoppable. Thank you that you gave, you gave the mightiest, biggest gift of all, your son. So nothing, height, depth, angels, demons, death, life, presence, nothing. Yeah. And here's the question, are you in Jesus? Are you in Jesus? Are you in Jesus? That's how you tap into God's love. You want to tap into God's love? Let Jesus come into you. Have you moved away from Jesus? Invite him back in. I want to be in you, Jesus. I want you to be in me. Kairoto. And then um, you just say that. Say your own prayers. Yeah, the Lord bless you, keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. And be gracious to you. Amen. Bless you. Have a great day. Uh, I'll look around here. Anyone else? If you feel you've got a word from the Lord for anyone, feel free to suggest it and yeah bless you have a great afternoon